the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com. Hello, welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I am Jeremy Steele, and I'm so excited to be on our first uh, ever Youth Worker Collective Podcast. And I've got some fantastic youth workers uh, with me right now, um, and we're going to tackle really the most <laughs> basic topic today. Uh, how do you recruit volunteers? So before we get started on that, uh, if you guys would just uh, share your name and uh, where you're serving. We'll start with you, Audra. My name is Audra Welch-Malvez, and I am serving at Plymouth Park United Methodist Church in Irving, Texas. Amy. I'm Amy Shreve, and I work for the conference um, in Illinois Great Rivers. Neil. My name is Neil Bose. I'm at Jesse Lee uh, in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Lee. I'm Lee Barnes, and I work with the North Carolina Conference, the United Methodist Church. Rebecca. I'm Rebecca Bled. I work for First United Methodist Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as the college and young adult minister. And Jeremy. I'm Jeremy Cole, and I'm at St. Mary's United Methodist Church in St. Mary's, Georgia. All right. So we all have to have volunteers. And I know that even it's very likely that some of the people listening to our podcast are running the whole show and our volunteers as well. Uh, but you all need help. Uh, so the reality is our first go to making an announcement in the church service, uh, putting something in a bulletin, it generally doesn't return really great results. Um, so you know, you guys have a lot of experience with, with this. Where do you start? What is the thing that you do uh, to make, uh, to, to, to help people kind of uh, sign up and say, I'm, I'm in? Well, let's just uh, start with you, Audra. So my go-to, I start with a list of people who I know in our church that match the skill set necessary. So if it's moving furniture, um, I call up my people who have trucks um, or who have time and energy to do that. Or if it's teaching a Sunday school class, um, you know, we've got a, a plethora of educators in our congregation. So I just start making a list. Um, and then it's personal invites from there on out, phone calls and text messages, um, you know, cornering them on Sunday after church. Um, that's my, uh, that's my, my usual go-to. What about you, Amy? So I sometimes start with my key kids and ask them which mm. adults are impactful to them. And then I work from that list. Um, also being really intentional of getting to know people in the church and knowing what their gifts are and, and yeah, pairing them up with the right right volunteer opportunity. Right. Um, starting small has been really good. If I know someone would be good long-term, getting them to just do a small commitment. So right. three weeks or one activity or something to get them in. Mm -hmm. What about you, Neil? Where do you start? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with uh, what's been uh, said so far. It's really important that we kind of um, define what it is that we're asking. Uh, so that they know that we're not asking them to do everything for the rest of their lives, like so often happens <laughs> in uh, church committees and such, right? right. But uh, that we can say, you know, I, I, I could really use your help with this specific thing for this amount of time. Mm -hmm. uh, people have less and less time these days, and uh, they're not as willing to dedicate it to something that seems to be open-ended and has no real purpose. So the greater uh, job we do defining what it is that we're asking, then I think the greater possibility that people will say yes. 
Yeah, people are not signing up for a till death us do part sort of volunteer. (laughs) (laughs) This is often the way they get out of it, actually. So, uh... (laughs) Uh, what are you? What about you, Lee? Uh, What I've done as a practice is kind of let my youth council and my adult leaders profile what we need Mm -hmm. in a youth leader. Mm-hmm. And then have them kind of reach out to the people that they know fit that criteria, mm-hmm. especially the youth leaders that I already have, because they're already in smaller group or discipleship group with their friends, and they know the resources they can tap into. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. Rebecca, how do you approach this? Well, I do a lot of the things that have already been said, but I think it's also important to um, tell compelling stories as they happen. So even if you mm-hmm. may not be mm-hmm. in a volunteer crunch time, it's, it was really surprising for me when I first started in youth ministry to kind of raise my head out of the youth ministry world and realize that even though this was my life, a lot of people were like, oh, so what's that all about? And they had no idea. So when I was inviting them into something, it was kind of starting from scratch. So I can prime the pump and get people about excited about the youth ministry and what's happening there and the movement of God and all of that by telling compelling stories in real time. And then it's an easier ask. People feel oriented to what the youth group is. Right. Right. No, that's definitely. Yeah. Jeremy, where where, where do you go? Um, I start very, very first with uh, with prayer, Um, praying for God, God to um, Man, you got to trump us with the spiritual stuff. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Praying that God will reveal the people. And then, um, you know, I spend some time uh, and I'm, I'm always like looking. I'm always searching. Yeah, yeah I, I like to right. say I'm always hiring. And uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, people that I spend time with, like what um, I can't remember who said it before, but um, spending time with you know, the, the congregation getting to know them well so that you know who you'd like to ask when mm-hmm. something is needed. And, uh, and then I, I go to our pictorial directory and I start going through and making lists of people that, that I want to corner with a cup of coffee and mm-hmm. an invite or a phone call or a text, like what someone said as well. And, uh, I, I firmly believe that that blanket invite and the bulletin, uh, ad, our white noise. And yeah. I've gotten no fruit from that ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so one of the things that several of you kind of hit on was this idea of kind of thinking about who, uh, who to ask, like if you needed somebody that has a truck or somebody that has a certain skill um, or a certain personality, you know, my question is how do you get that list? You know, especially especially as, as a new youth worker, um, you know, when you're first going into a place or just been there for a year or so, um, how do you figure out who has what, who can do what, how do you get that list off the ground? Well, that is when, um, you know, being a siloed youth ministry really hurts because you're stuck in your own bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, so you've got to break that down first and that's going out to coffee with families, not just youth families, uh, but the older members in your congregation. If you can find the patriarch or the matriarch in your church and go to lunch with them, they are a treasure chest of knowledge. Um, they know everybody, um, they know everybody's abilities, um, and they're, you know, and once you get them on your side, you can pretty much get away with anything. Yeah. So hundred percent. That's true. <laughs> and often that person is the church secretary. That, 
that church secretary is the gatekeeper for so much information uh, in a lot of churches. If you can just find out what their favorite coffee drink is and bring that to them on your way into work a couple of times a week, you will, you'll have an endless supply of names. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think when you're first starting to someone, someone has hired you. There's been a need Mm-hmm. expressed by someone. And um, in different churches that I've started in, I've had kind of initial feelings of insecurity, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest, and right. kind of wanted to be like, oh, I can do this. Watch what I can do. Even, you know, right. inside, that's what I'm thinking. But there are people who do have ideas. They're, they know their kids, usually their parents, one or two. And my advice would be to listen to what they say. Don't disregard that mm-hmm. um, in favor of your own plans. There may be a volunteer team already in place. There may be people right. that it would just be an ask. Um, there may be people with ideas that you think, oh, wow, that'll never work. But remember who the people are. Um, mm-hmm. I think you have a starting point if you pay attention. Well, and there's also a good reason to start the conversation with adult committees or or other mm-hmm. groups about how do we have a spiritual gift inventory of our congregation or some sort of equipping mm-hmm. ministry so that right. the whole church can identify their gifts and be used in the best ways. And so That's if there's way. already an equipping ministry team and they've done a spiritual gift inventory, know who's in charge of that and has that list mm-hmm. um, to have conversations with them. I'm, I'm that guy at my church with, uh, with that list. Um, the senior pastor tasked me with compiling that every year. And, um, that's, that's always been very helpful for me. Um, you know, it's, it's useless if it just sits there and no one's contacted, but you know, I, I definitely use it and contact those folks that, um, have shown interest in, in helping out. What about you? Uh, what I've seen going through it is, is with kickoff season, especially starting, go ahead and asking parents when they're filling out normal paperwork mm-hmm. to ask what skills they have, but also who else do you know that has things mm-hmm. we can use? Lake yeah. houses, beach houses, things like that. So it kind of branches out so everybody has some accountability. Yeah, I I stole this idea from a, a friend of mine uh, named Jason Gant, but he he said that, he, that his phrase was he raises the bar of expectation and he lowers the bar of commitment level. And so in, in our parent meetings, we actually, we've got a, a, a big volunteer sheet that has everything from, I can go pick up something from you at, for you at Costco to like, I will intensely mentor students every week for the rest of my life. Um, and <laughs> every, everywhere in between we have a, a pool, a lake house. Um, and so what we do is we say, you know, when, you know, look, when you go to your kids, uh, you know, soccer booster club, they tell you, you have to sign up and you have to help. We're telling you the same thing. This doesn't work without help. So, uh, you know, I expect everybody to mark something down, even if it's just, I can go get something from your Costco, um, mark something down. And, uh, and, and so we raise that bar of expectation that everybody's doing something and then make it really easy, an easy bar to, to, to clear. And then we have the, one of the things on that sheet is I will put these uh, sheets into an Excel file and those people get a call the next day. <laughs> hey, man. And we, we give the sheets to them to, to put it in an Excel file. And then we can just like sort by Costco and, and make some phone calls. 
Well, guys, I, I appreciate uh, all of you being on the call. And, uh, you know, it, it's really, really important for us uh, to, uh, to, to think through what we're going to do with, uh, with volunteers and how we're going to get them. Because I, I, I think it was Amy who was saying, like, we can't do this ourselves, right? Um, we, we, can't, uh, we can't run this ourselves. And if we do, um, it, it, can be, uh, it can be pretty bad. <laughs> uh, so here's the deal. When, when you get online to work, we don't want you to feel like you have to do it all yourself. Uh, that's why we are, are part of the Youth Worker Collective. Uh, we have everything you need there at youthworkercollective.com. Games and ideas and lessons and podcasts like this one at youthworkercollective.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm.